Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Kobe. Insightful BS by my NBA <laughs> uh, legends and my Laker friends. And today we got, we have Chucky Brown, six foot seven, 214 pound of pure chocolate mess today, baby. It's <laughs> Chucky, how you doing, man? Hey man, I'm doing good now. That that 214 pounds, that that must be a a, a, a old weight because it ain't 214 now. <laughs> hey, that's your that's your playing days, man. We know that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Chucky, here on on uh, Showtime and Coop, we just have fun. We talk about different okay. things. And again, I thank you so much for sparing uh, sharing a little bit of your time with us. Uh, tell us about your early days coming up, and we're gonna get into the pros and talk about other things. Okay, well, coming up, you know, I was born and raised in New York City. Um, grew up a Laker fan, you know what I'm saying? So um, went to uh, went to Cardinal Hayes High School in the Bronx, moved to North Carolina when I was in the 10th grade. My father drove a bus, uh, drove the city bus, and my mother worked for the phone company. And my grandmother had gotten ill, so my father wanted to move and be closer to his mom. So we moved to North Carolina. Right when I got down there, my high school coach, um, he worked for Jim Valvano's camps every summer. So that's the first place he brought me to. So uh, went went to NC State. We would go up to games when I was in high school and got got to be a little friendly with some of the guys uh, that were also from New York because I kind of gravitated towards that when I moved. Uh, Lorenzo Charles was from Brooklyn. Ernie Myers was from, uh, from Harlem. I was from Harlem. Tavian Benz was from the Bronx. Um, so, you know, I kind of gravitated towards those guys um, and, uh, you know, went to NC State, you know, had a great four-year run and then, um, you know, got drafted into the pros and that's where I met you. <laughs> what was Jim Valvano like as a coach? Oh, uh, he was he was great, man. Um, you know, one thing about V that, you know, people don't know, like a lot of these, a lot of college coaches, um, they don't want to show you that they care about you. And, and V, now whether it was, you know, for sure or not, it, you know, it, it, he, we felt like he, we felt like he cared about us. So, um, you know, we, we just, we just kind of, we just kind of like, we, we felt him. Uh, he was a great guy to play for because he, he cared, he, you know, he, he, he seemed to care about you. And the only other professional coaches that I felt that from was probably Rudy Tomjanovich and Chuck Daly, as wow. far as like caring about you, off the court and V cared about it. it seemed like V cared about us off the court. So he was, he was a great to play for. Uh, Chuck, uh, uh, obviously him caring about you, but what made him special to get you guys, a group of guys to play and fit in? I know that caring uh, part is important, but was he a motivator? Was he a developer? I mean, what, what were some of the other intangibles that he had? He was a motivator, definitely mm -hmm. a motivator. I can remember like before we played our ACC championship game against Carolina, Carolina was, number one in the country um and we had we had uh just we come into the tournament we, we, we had won like six in a row but i don't think we were ranked yet i don't remember us being ranked yet but um you know i can remember him telling us a story about his dad his dad had just died and he would like break down into tears like right in front of you and that you know that had us you know you know ready to you know ready to do whatever for him and he like we would be get ready to jump up and go out and he and, you know, he must have played it right because he was like, no, 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 not right now, not right now. And we he ready to go, no, 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 not right now. Then he was like, all right, let's go. So, then, you know, he was just a great motivator. Okay. Uh, did you expect to go pro? No, I didn't. To be honest with you, I was playing basketball, having fun at it. 
and uh, the the what what made me think that I could go pro, I got invited to the Olympic trials uh, in '88, and I made it to like the final like 16 guys, and then I I realized that maybe I could maybe I could do this professionally, but I was just playing, having fun. I, I wasn't thinking like a lot of kids today. They think more about professional professional uh, basketball. I wasn't even thinking about it, to be honest with you, until after that Olympic trials, and that was my junior year, and then going into my senior year, I thought I might have a shot then. Coop, that is wild. Like, the the percentage chance that Kyle, a high-level D1 player has to play in the NBA is so low, and yet all of the older 90s, 80s players you played around, like, it seems like every one of them was like, I don't know that I was going to play in the NBA. Whereas like today it's the opposite. It's like every right. one of these guys. And it's like, do you know how unlikely it is that you're going to play in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I right. tell kids because like you, Chucky, I was playing basketball one because my parents didn't have the money to put me through college. So I was going to use right. it, that vehicle, that aspect. But then I was playing it because I enjoy playing the game. And like somebody gave yep. me the opportunity to play in front of a lot of people. And like, I'm like you. It wasn't until like my last two or three games left in the season. I thought, hey, you know what? Jerry West came yep. to one of our practices because he knew Coach Ellenberger. And it was like, okay, well, let me just give this a shot. But you are right. These right. kids nowadays, they expect to go to the pros. And it's just yep. a, and I tell kids all the time, there's only, if I got a room of 30 kids, I'm going to tell them there might be one, maybe two of you guys that might get invited to an NBA camp, okay? Yep. Not even making a team, but just to right. get to camp. camp. So that it's is so camp. real. Yep. <laughs> and you know how camps are. So, Jackie, 89, you get drafted by the Cavs. You go to mm -hmm. training camp. And what were some of the – like when I got drafted, I had a vicious veteran group, man. I had Lou right. Hudson, Ron Boone. I had Correa. I had some guys. What were some of the crazy things they had you do as a rookie? Because you know there's always that rookie in me. <laughs> hey, Michael Cooper here. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile websites to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. What were some of the crazy things they had you do as a rookie? Because you know there's always that rookie <laughs> initiation. Right. Well, I, I remember like my 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 group of guys that I had, my bets I had was uh Tree Rollins, Larry Nance, Paul McKeskey. Um oh, yeah, some good guys. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were great, they were great guys, hot rod Williams. They were great guys. So they had me singing. I had to sing in front of everybody. Um, what song did they you were, sing? <laughs> I had to sing my school. I, I had oh, to learn. I had song. to actually get the words to a school fight song that I did not know. So I had to get the words to it and sing. And it was funny because one day Larry was saying like, yo, you got to sing, Rook. You know, because they called you Rook. So you got to sing, Rook. I'm like, man, I ain't singing. Y'all must be crazy. So then Larry said to Lenny Wilkins was, the coach and he was like yo coach rook said he ain't gonna sing and then when lenny turned and was like oh he'll sing i was like damn the coach ain't on it too 
<laughs> I was like, all right. So then I got the words to the school song and I sung it. And like sometimes they would do like little stuff to harass me on the road. Sometimes like I would get up early and always eat breakfast. Like one of them would come down and I would be eating and they might come by. You know, you don't mess with nobody's food. They'd come by and just take a fork and just dig in and take some of my food, man. But then they would take, <laughs> you know, I'd be ready to fight, but they would, like, they would take care of me later though. So I, I took all, all of that. <laughs> uh, uh, Chuck, let's hear a little bit of your fight song, your school song. Man, I don't forgot that thing, man. I, 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 no, dun, dun, dun. Go to hell, Carolina, something, something, something. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know the words no more. I forgot it was. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm glad they didn't make me do that because my guys were Adrian Dantley and Kareem. I had three guys for my group. So AD, I had to go pick up. His dirty laundry after practice, I had, to, I had to get there. And Ron Boone was my other guy. I had to pick up their laundry as well okay. as Kareem. And then I had to take it to the trainer, get it washed. And then I had to get it and get it back to them before practice. But the weirdest thing was Kareem liked to read the New York Times. And uh, uh, it, it was delivered because we were in Palm Springs. It was delivered at 4 a.m. And I had to have it to him by 5. So I had to get up in the morning. I met the paper guy out. This is in Palm Springs at Alcatel. Met the guy out front, get Kareem's paper and deliver it to his door. And I could only knock once. I just have to knock one. <laughs> but that was my whole training camp, man. So, right, right. You know, um, so with that being said, I was nice to my rookie. You know, the most I had him do right. was get me some water or something like that during the training camp. Right. But yeah, that was fun. So uh, you end up in Cleveland. Uh, let me ask you this before we go any further. Three things that your parents gave you that you carry with you today. I would I definitely say uh, respect. Um, what's another thing my father like? What's the word? Uh, respect, loyalty. Uh, sometimes you can be so loyal to a fault. I feel like sometimes I've been loyal to a fault. Respect, loyalty, and um, I think understanding. Because my father always told me to try to listen and understand where people are coming from before you say anything. So I think I think those three things, I think, were, were left uh, with me. Who were some of your uh, uh, mentors growing up, people that you kind of like back in the, your early days? I know your parents are always going to be one, your right. mom and dad, but is there anybody else? Um, as far as like before I went to the pros? Yeah, like your high school coach or the, the pastor or somebody like that. Um, I would definitely have to say my uncles, my uh -huh. uncles, um, before, like, because I would always spend a lot of time with them, uh, especially in the summertime. My mom would send me and my sister away, uh, for the summer to get out of the city. Um, but definitely my uncles and, um, I have a cousin, uh, he's no longer here, but my cousin, uh, uh, buddy, he was also one of my, uh, mentors and my cousin Floyd too. Uh, they were, they were like mentors to me growing up, like trying to. Um, teach me the right things, show me the right things to do. You're listening to Showtime with Coop. We got Chucky Brown in the house today. And I mean, uh, uh, we call him CB. It's not Chocolate Brown or anything like that. It just means Chucky Brown. That's what we're doing. Chucky, we're at the stage of the show where I have, it's called Coop's Lightning Round. And I'm going to give you five names okay. and you got to tell me as much okay. or as little about these people I'm about to ask you, okay? Oh, I bet. Sam Cassell. Oh, oh man, uh, Sam Cassell, probably one of the best mid-range guards um, 
that I've seen play. Uh, Sam and I used to, Sam is one of my good friends. We like good friends you could argue with. Me and Sam used to argue all the time on the floor and uh, afterwards go get something to eat and laugh about it. So Sam, uh, Sam, great guy. Um, I think he's a real good teacher and looking for him to get a head coaching job one day soon. Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic, uh, nicknamed Buck. Used to call him Buck back in the day. <laughs> uh, Magic, and, and my, my, my favorite memories of Magic, now, Magic might not remember this, but when I was out there coaching the defenders, and I would walk by Magic, and Magic would always say, what's up, coach? You know what I'm saying? Magic, and I tell people this day, out of all the superstars that I've met, that, you know, that's Michael and, you know, all of those guys, Oscar, all, I mean, all of them, Magic is probably the coolest and most approachable that I've ever, that I've ever been around. Wow. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Uh, I mean, Mike, uh, let's see. Mike was, Mike is a cool dude, but I think sometimes, you know, you got to catch Mike in the right mood. Mike has always been, been nice to me when I see him. Um, you know, I, I've actually hit Mike up like, Mike, yo, when I'm gonna get that job, man, you know, so that, that hasn't been working, but, <laughs> but, but Mike is, Mike is a cool dude, but Mike is uh, also very, um, what I, I mean, very, that's another word for like, like, uh, tenacious, like business wise, you know, he's a, he's a crude cut business guy, cutthroat, yeah. Mike, cutthroat, I said cutthroat for Mike. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Akeem Elijah Wan. Dream, my man Dream. Well, Dream is one of my favorite guys too. Uh, ran into him all star weekend and we got to catch up. I hadn't seen Dream in like 15 years. Um, so he, you know, he gave me his number and stuff so I, now I can stay in contact with him. But Dream, great guy. Some of the, the best footwork I've seen um, in the post and loves playing with him. Very unselfish. Um, and, you know, he has, he has a very big heart. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique, <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick, funny guy. Uh, he used to like whenever I played because he would talk a little trash to me, but it was nothing like degrading. It was like like something like, "All right, Chucky, look, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm about to take this one dribble right, and I'm gonna pull up on you." And he would do it, and we would laugh <laughs> if we could go in. So Nick, funny guy, <laughs> nice guy. Uh, I saw him on All Star Weekend as well. But Nick, great guy, great guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you played for 12 teams in 14 seasons. It's 12 teams and 13 seasons, yes. 13 seasons. Yes. What is that like? Um, you know, it, once, you know, after my first two, I spent my first two years in Cleveland. And once I realized that it was just a job, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, that, you know, it was different because I came into the thing, you know, the rookie, you think, oh, you know, like you coming from college, you think it'll be like that. but like after practice, dudes got families. They go their own separate ways. You ain't going to the dome, hanging out with nobody. You got to try to find your own way. Yeah. Uh, so once I found out it was a business, it was a whole lot easier for me. I, you know, I treated the business. I, whenever, wherever I went, I had a corporate apartment. When I played for the Lakers, though, I had a, um, they took care of a suite. They paid for a suite for me out at the uh, at the Sheridan, right there by the airport. That's because that's uh, how we roll, baby. That's cars, how the Laker organization so. rolls. Hey, the, La <laughs> <Listen, they, laughs> the Laker organization took care of me better than any other organization. I can't I can't lie because they they took care of my car. They took care of everything. Wow. So um, you know, they, yeah, they took care. But once I realized it was a job, 
you know, it was just like, all right, I'll get a corporate apartment here. I'll get a hotel room here. I'll, uh, what I'll do is I would take my, my game tickets, whatever city I was in, I'd take my game tickets and exchange them for a lower fare or low, lower price on my room. Um, I did that with cars and all wow. kinds. So you just make business deals. So it's a business. So I, once I realized it was business, everything was cool. Who who are some of your cooler? I mean, you playing for twelve teams in thirteen seasons. You got to play a lot of you know right. a lot of cool players. So who are who are some right. of your cooler teammates? Oh man, some of my favorite teammates. I got to say, number one was uh, was Larry Nance for sure. I still stay in contact with Larry. Larry was like when I got to the pros, was like a mentor for me. And he used to grab me like, yo, Rip, you know, you bring me these donuts in the morning. We're going to get this workout in. And afterwards, you know, you take care of my lunch. Then you come over to the house for dinner. You know what I'm saying? He would, yeah. <laughs> he would do stuff like that and take care of me. Um, I said, you fell for that bribe. I did. for that bribe and donuts. And I, feed hey, Coop, I was green. I was green, Coop. I fell for it. I was green. We all were. <laughs> yeah, we all were. So, yeah, Kenny Smith was another one. Um uh, Byron Scott was another one. Worthy. Um, trying to think. I'm trying to go down the list of teams. Uh, Derek Coleman, uh, Mochi. Chucky, what made DC different? DC was different because, you know, DC was down. If you was on his team, he was down with you. You know what I'm saying? If something went down, he was gonna fight for you. He pushed you back, and he stepped in. So that that made him a little different. Him and and Vernon Maxwell was similar in yeah. that aspect. Like if something went down on the court. And they liked you, or they were with you. Oh, they they going, they all in for you. So yeah, that that made DC different. And DC was such a a talented guy, um, you know, to to do the things that he was able to do uh, was, was pretty impressive. You know, you brought some interesting names up. Listen, I've always respected <laughs> Vernon, Vernon Maxwell. I did, but I wanted to right. kick that little nigga's ass, man. <laughs> I wanted to wet that that fucker here, man. You know what? They're cocky guys, and Gary right. Payton was a cocky guy. Right, Maxwell, right. you didn't deserve that cocky. That fucker there, man. I wanted to get after him, man. <laughs> yeah, Vern was a little, Vern was a little tipsy. Vern, what Vern would do, Vern would get up to you and, like, say, if you, especially if you like a star player like Mike, he'd go up to Mike and say, you know, hey, look, motherfucker, I'll, I'll beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? He'd say stuff like that to try to get under your skin. And, and try to get you out of thinking about basketball. You know what I'm saying? So that's what Vern would do. <laughs> Chuck, what do you think of the NBA today? Um, you know, it's definitely changed. I, and I'm just going to be honest. I don't, I don't knock the young players because this is what it is. You know, it is what it is. But uh, it's, it's, it's hard to watch um, when you're used to – like when we played Coop, it was, you know, inside out. We started trying to get something to go to the basket first. Yeah. Before we start taking these long jump shots, yeah. and it's like now everybody shoots jump shots, and nobody really has a post game. But then at the end of the, when the season comes to the end, and the, those champions, it's always about points in the paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always about points in the paint. So I think the game has changed a lot. Where you see these, you know, the threes. Like even even in the women's game, you see it uh, where they shoot a lot of threes. And and I agree, some things need to change, but some things need to stay the same. Like getting to the rim, getting the ball inside first, playing inside out. But today's game is really hard to watch um, a full game. And, like, I don't really watch until the playoffs come around. And it has to be two good teams. Like, I, I've not watched a regular season game in years. Um, wow. And because I was at All-Star Weekend, I watched that because I was there with my daughter. But normally 
I, I you know, I, I don't. But, you know, that's just the state of the game. But I just think it's hard to watch, especially when, you know, you like to see the game played inside out and not outside in. Where it's like it's almost like a two-point shot is a bad shot now. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's, that's t- and like that one shot that, like, they're trying to use as little as the shot of the shot clock as possible now, whereas, you know, we didn't do that. We tried to get it up, get in a set. It's almost like they don't run sets anymore. Yeah. They don't run any sets anymore. Uh, who wins the championship this year to you? In the NBA? Yeah. Man, it's hard because, like I said, I ain't really watched it, but just looking at, like, the highlights, um, looking at highlights, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to bet against Milwaukee. I'm not going to bet against them uh, because they're a champion. Um, so I'm not going to bet against them. But I see the Phoenix Suns. I think they've been on a roll. So I'm going to say – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say – I'll say the Phoenix Suns. I'll just say the Phoenix. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Okay. You listen to Showtime with Coop. We got Chucky Brown in the house. A couple more questions for you, Chucky. Who's your GOAT? Who's your GOAT of all time? The GOAT? Yeah. Oh, that's Kareem. That's Kareem without a doubt. I keep telling everybody that, man. Cap is it. Listen, listen, they, they have to stop disrespecting Kareem because Kareem, Kareem had a shot that has been never duplicated. You knew it was coming, and there was nothing you could do about couldn't it. Couldn't do nothing about it. That couldn't do nothing. You knew the sky hook was coming. He was going to take the two dribbles in, then turn it over that left shoulder and shoot the sky. You could do nothing about it. And Kareem also had to depend on other guys to get him the ball. And to do what he did, it, you, you would not see nobody else doing it. He, Kareem never brought the ball up. He never did that stuff. So my goat is Kareem, and it, and and in my opinion, it, it ain't close. In my opinion, well, wow. you know, we're gonna leave it at that, Chucky. Uh, Chucky, <laughs> you, you are uh, West Johnston's high school men's high school coach. Well, how do you feel about that? Because I coach high school out here, Culver City. Right. So I'm enjoying right. it. Your thoughts about high school basketball? Man, I think it's great. Man, I I, I just have such a great time with the young kids because. You know, boys are different. I coach boys and girls. Now, girls, you tell them to do something, they go do what you tell them to do. Now, yeah. boys will question you no matter what level you play it on. The boys <laughs> will question you. But when you tell them to do something and they do it and it works, you got them. They, yeah. they, they're yours. They're wrapped around your finger for life then. So I love coaching uh, the young men. I think they, you know, they, 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 they play hard for you. Uh, the, the hardest part of the high school thing is just dealing with the parents. It's probably the, the the hardest part because you know all the parents think that their kids should play, and it's like, dude, come watch your kid in practice, and you see why he's not playing. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. So, but I I, I, I know I play at the highest level. Like, trust me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, uh, last two questions, man. What you got okay. going on that you want to talk about? Um. I mean, I, Coop, I'm just doing my thing, man. I'm retired now, coaching high school basketball, raising. I got two daughters that play at the University of Minnesota uh, nice. soccer. Um, and, and, Coop, I'm just enjoying life, man. I, you know, I got three cats and two dogs and doing a whole lot of cleaning up in the house. <laughs> so so you, you, you're not a soccer mom. You're a soccer dad. I'm a soccer dad. So, okay. so yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's, you know, my mom's doing good. Yeah, my sister's doing good. You know, family, everybody's doing good, Coop, man. We're just trying to trying to make, you know, leave a leave a leave a nice legacy when we leave here. You know what I'm saying? That's it, man. That's You're it. Listening to Showtime with Coop. 
Insightful BS with my Laker teammates. <laughs> Chucky Brown. Last question, Chucky. And I okay. want you to really right. think about this, okay? Okay. Everybody saw the Oscars. If Will okay. Smith slapped you, I'm going to give you three answers, A, B, and C. What would you do? If Will Smith slapped you, A, would you let it go? B, okay. would you cry? Or C, would you kick some ass? <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. And I'm. I'm gonna think about this now because people want you to show restraint, right? And let it go, and maybe talk about it later. I'm definitely not gonna cry. Definitely not gonna do that. One. We're not. That. That is just X that one out. So it's either A or C. And I gotta say, since there were millions of people watching, millions of people watching. I gotta go with C. We're gonna kick his ass. He's gonna get dealt with. <laughs> He's gonna get dealt with right there on the spot. And people would have to understand that I can't have restraint at that moment. There's too many people watching that. I gotta go kick his ass. So C. <laughs> and you can play that for him too. Hey, listen, that's the same thing. I, I have met Will Smith one time. I think he's a great brother, a great actor, but right. I, I'm from the neighborhood, man. That's right. disrespectful. Now, I understand do maybe he could have gave him a warning and said, hey, listen, man, don't talk about my wife, but just one right. joke. I mean, that's right. what the guy do. He's a joke maker. And, you know, so and I, it, it, to me, it wasn't that vicious uh, right. to warrant that. But I do understand where he's coming from. You know, his right. wife is going right. through something. I got to protect her. But to go up <laughs> and slap him, bro. <laughs> Do you know on that the happened stage. on the that, that's called a bitch slap. And <laughs> that's on the street. <laughs> Yo, you I'm get your you. ass whooped right there, man. I, I dropped him that red card he had. And, and Chris didn't even drop the card. That's how tough it was for him. I'm dropping that card, man. I'd attack a wheel right there and broke his fucking leg. <laughs> hey, and Chris, hey, and Chris supposed to be from Brooklyn too. Yeah. So. That ain't, hey, you supposed to rep, bro. You supposed to think after you get slapped, all these things go through your head quick. Yo, Brooklyn, the neighborhood, yo, I got to deal with him. <laughs> you know what do you think his boy's going to be saying? Oh, you hard motherfucker. You talking on, and you get slapped on TV? Oh, TV. So, anyway, oh, yeah. but you know what? I'm, I, I, yeah, that was, that, I'm bewildered by that one. But, uh, are anything else for, for No, I uh, appreciate your time, Chuck. It's been fun. I know Coop said you were hilarious. So, this has been f fantastic. Man. I appreciate it. Well, no, Coop is hilarious. Don't let Coop, Coop is hilarious. He is. Coop is freaking hilarious. I love you like a black uh, cousin, man. I love you. Thank you, big guy. Hey, listen, you take care of yourself, man. Uh, feel okay. free. Anytime I'm going to have you back on in the future. Chucky Brown, thank All you, right. my brother. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Coop. You too, okay. man. You too, Ari, man. Y'all take care, man. You All too. right.